So um, at this time, I want to turn it over to Joe and let him continue on with his program. And like I said, we're going to go with the Q&A hey, right afterwards. By the way, there's iced tea, so if you want any iced tea, just get up and get it, okay? Because we have tons of it over there, if you're thirsty. Um, what I want to say is that when we take God out of the picture, okay, nothing makes sense. I mean, we take God out of our textbooks, we take God out of our science discoveries, we take God out of this world, it's chaos and nothing makes sense. And so that's why atheism is so ridiculous. With atheism, if you were to ask an atheist, for instance, they don't believe in God, obviously, you know, how did everything get here? And their response would be, I don't know. And if you were to ask somebody who's in the New Age movement, who doesn't uh, necessarily believe in God, but they sort of believe that there is everything is God, and you were to ask that person, you know, how did everything get here? And their response would be, well, always existed be the response. Now the first guy, the atheist, is kind of honest there because he's saying he doesn't know. But the New Age person is being very deceptive in what he's saying because that's impossible. Okay, It's impossible for everything to have always existed here. For instance, if evolution is true, all right, then that means that if everything's always existed, we've had evolution going on for an infinite amount of time. And if it's been going on for an infinite amount of time, we should be a little bit further progressed, I think, than we are right now, right? The second problem is if this world has always existed, then that means you have an infinite beginning. Think about that a minute. You have an infinite beginning back there, which means you don't have a beginning, right? So that doesn't make sense. So you can tell them that because there's a lot of people that believe it. What we need to do when we're looking at this, this whole evolutionary concept is we need to take the principles, the doctrines of the church, and that's the standard, okay? And then we need to have science conform to those standards. We don't take the standards, the truths of the church. We don't take those truths and lower them, okay? We hold these doctrines to be true. What Mike was just saying, here we go. Number one, there is a God, okay? And God created everything out of nothing. And he did it at the beginning of time, okay? That's number one. Number two, God created man. All right, number three, God created woman from man, as we were saying. But, see, God didn't create man here and then woman here. What, what God did was he created man and then he took woman from man. Okay, these are doctrinal truths. This is the point I want to get across here. These are doctrinal truths. Okay, We have to believe this stuff because it's the truth. So let's at least establish, first of all, what the truth is and we can go from there. What else do we believe? Well, we believe that they lived in paradise. That this world at one time was a paradise. We believe in the devil. We believe that uh, they were tempted and they fell from grace. Okay, and now we have this, uh, in this world, which is not exactly perfect anymore. But here's the thing. What did Adam do in the Garden of Eden? 
he ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Isn't that what he did? Yeah. Okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean that he did? Well, he wanted to experience both good and evil. That's what Adam wanted to do. He wanted to experience the good and the evil. And for some reason, he thought that would elevate him to God's level. Okay, And all it did was make him come crashing to the ground. And how do you, how do you get the knowledge of something? You have to experience it, right? And guess what? We're in this world, and we're experiencing the good and the bad. Okay? Every single person here has pain and suffering in their life. You can't get around that. And if you took the collective suffering of everybody, I think from all humanity, from the beginning of time, you took all that collective suffering, you'd probably cover every conceivable evil, pain, or suffering that's ever could possibly be imagined. Think about it. Now, what I want to make a point here about, what I'm getting at, is that evolution is not a science. Okay? It's never been proved. Now, how many people believe, I bet you everybody here believes in evolution, or maybe been conditioned to believe in evolution. Might be a better word. But it's never been proved. Now, there's two types of evolution. Macroevolution, microevolution. Macroevolution is the one that's never been proved. And basically, that is you're taking a species, it's got its own DNA qualities. Okay, there's a specific uh, species here. And then it's somehow, it's somehow forming and evolving into something else. Okay, with a different DNA substance. Okay, it's never been proved. It's never been proved. Now, micro micro evolution is different. Listen to this here. This is where something changes within the individual species itself. Okay, so you have, uh, and it's all done usually by environmental influences. So, if you have an animal, the fur could change color, or the skeletal structure could change a little bit. Or the tail could get long or short or something like that along those lines, okay? Some micro differences will occur. And we see this, this is scientifically proven, we see this among people too. We see this among people. If you look at the geographical areas where people live, for instance, if you look in Africa, okay, dark skin, dark hair. If you move up to Europe, you've got light skin, you've got a lighter hair. If, you know, you can go to Australia, you can go to uh, uh, South America. It doesn't matter. You see, people didn't always have uh, cars and trucks and jet airplanes to travel all over the world. They were confined to a specific geographical place. And because of the environmental influences, think about it. Thousands of years, you're in the same location, marrying and intermingling with the same types of people. You're going to have changes develop. It's going to be dependent upon the type of food, the climate, the way you think, your morality, your physical exercise, all that kind of stuff is going to bring about these changes. So we see that that, that is very true. All right. Now science and the New Age movement has an agenda. What science agenda? It doesn't believe in God. And the New Age movement doesn't believe in morality. Right? The New Age movement and science both love evolution. The reason they love it is because, well, for science, it's a great way to say how we all got here without God. And for the New Age movement, it's a great way of promoting relative truth, okay? Because with them, with this is very prevalent in our in our culture today. This New Age movement stuff. And we're up again. We're butting our heads up against this all the time. But what it entails is that, like Jesus, two thousand years ago, he was a great guru, enlightened philosopher, or something. 
but the truths of Christ 2,000 years ago aren't necessarily the truths today. Okay, that's what they say, and that's what they believe. So truth is relative, because we've evolved. We've gotten smarter mentally, physically, intellectually, spiritually. We're better, and we know better. We know the truth better today. Now, what I want to show you is, um, I want you to just for a minute pretend that there's a gorilla up here. Okay, can you guys imagine that? With a little imagination. <laughs> just pretend there's a gorilla sitting here. Okay. I want to go through some of the differences here. First of all, if we have a 600-pound gorilla here, now we're, you know, we're probably all going to get out of here and run. But if you got this gorilla here, there's a couple differences. Number one, the gorilla doesn't walk around on feet like I do. Okay, he basically is on all fours. Right? Secondly, I have two hands and two feet, and the gorilla has basically four hands. Okay, they do. He has, he's got legs, but those are not really feet. Those are more like hands on the bottom of his, of his uh, legs. If you looked at the gorilla, a couple, different, couple more differences here. Um, first of all, there, our brains are three times the size of the gorilla. Okay? And right above their eyes, I mean, there's not much skull above their eyes. They've got everything down here where their uh, jaws are, you know, for eating and stuff. That's where they're real big on their head. Not up here. Okay, so it's a big difference here. When a gorilla is born, he's got a cover with her, uh, fur, he's all wrinkled, and in two years he's almost full grown. When a human being is born, they're soft skin, um, no wrinkles, and in two years we're still a child. Okay, lots of differences. Why is it that I'm, I'm uh, bringing up this about the gorilla? What's the point here? The point is this, that in the evolutionary uh, scheme of things, we have gone from the gorilla to the human being. That's what they say. So how many animals, or how many hybrids do we have in between the gorilla and us that are in existence right now today? Anybody know? We have zero. Okay, there is, there is no animal today that is between this gorilla and us. Okay? And how many fossil remains or skeletal remains do you think that they found of these hybrid uh, animals between us and the gorilla. Anybody want to guess? Zero. Well, science hasn't discovered any yet. But look, at, it's impossible. You have, you'd have 10 or 15 different hybrid animals in between the gorilla and us. You'd have to. There's too many differences. Now, there's another reason I don't like evolution. And that is that we're all animals then. Think about it. Think about where our heritage goes. If we go back to this guy, but this guy goes back to a lion, a tiger, you know, we go back to a horse, a donkey, a mule, you, know, you can go back to a jackass. And I was thinking, we're all a bunch of jackasses. That's where he came from, okay? So, but I don't like that. I don't like to think in terms that we're all a bunch of animals. Because if I'm an animal and you're an animal, guess what? Jesus is an animal. The Virgin Mary, her body, she's an animal. I just don't like the way that sounds. I, when we say that, you know, in heaven right now, are surrounded by God, the communion of saints, are all up there in their glorified animal bodies right now with God. It just doesn't sound good, does it? And the other problem with evolution is, if we've progressed in 500,000 years from this guy to us, guess what's going to happen in the next 500,000 years? We're going to go from where 
we are here to something you know, far superior looking than we are right now, okay? In other words, this guy out here, 500,000 years, he's gonna look back at us and we're gonna look like a gorilla to him. And when Jesus is hanging on the cross, 500,000 years from now, they're gonna say that's a monkey hanging on a piece of wood. That doesn't make sense. Now, I wanna leave you with this last thought here because uh, my daughter is in uh, Catholic school. Okay. She's in Catholic school, and she was telling me with one of the textbooks about how these uh, animals, uh, these small fish and stuff like that, had uh, sprouted arms and feet and got out onto the ground, and then turned into lizards and stuff like that, and eventually evolved into bigger animals. And she was telling me this from her textbook. When I said at the beginning that if we take God out of anything, it just doesn't make sense. Now, there is nothing in her science textbook that enunciates, and this is Catholic too, there's nothing in her science textbook that tells us about God creating everything out of nothing, about the creation of Adam, about Eve from Adam, about original sin, about the fall from grace, you know, about living in paradise at one time. Nothing. Zero. And the problem I have is that that is our teaching. I mean, we die for that teaching because we know it to be the absolute truth given to us by God. And yet, we will not... The only time you hear that truth is when you go once or twice a week to religion class, and maybe they'll talk about it over here. But the real gospel they promote is this science one. And you don't find it in there. And so what I said before is that uh, whenever we don't have God, there's chaos... Nothing makes truth. God is the author of truth. We have those truths. What we have to do, keep this in mind. This is the whole key right here. Keep it in mind. We have the doctrinal truths of the Catholic faith. Any type of evolutionary belief has to conform to those doctrines. It's not the other way around. You don't take the evolutionary theory and then say that somehow we have to fit in the Catholic doctrine to it. Because the minute we uh, don't have God a part of our textbooks or any type of our science, we don't have the truth. Okay. Thank you.